This week's episode is brought to you by Bojangles All-Natural Dingleberries. With a new year comes a new desire to eat healthy, and Bojangles All-Natural Dingleberries are a great way to start. Harvested from deep within the swampy crevasses of American farmers' backyards, Bojangles All-Natural Dingleberries are locally sourced and certified organic, so you know you're getting a quality product. With their rich, deep chestnut coloring and their earthy flavor, these dingleberries are not only nutritious, packing 200% of your recommended daily fiber, they're also the perfect ingredient when you want to take your cooking up a notch. Making bread? Try adding a cup of dingleberries to your dough and watch your steaming love come out flawless every time. Or take your chili from number two to number one by adding a few handfuls of Bojangles all-natural dingleberries to the pot. Your friends and family won't know what hit them when they get a mouthful of your dingleberry surprise. Visit BojanglesDingleberry.com and enter MindGap at checkout to receive a free two-pound sack of dingleberries on your first order. Bojangles all-natural dingleberries. With a name like Bojangles... It's guaranteed good shit. This week's episode is brought to you by Elfin and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash and 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. Look, I know you're looking for that perfect English pub experience so you can grab some incredible drinks and tasty food. Elfin and Castle has you covered. They have excellent daily drink specials, happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and some delicious-ass food for you to chew on while you watch some fucking sports. Come on down to Elfin and Castle at 185 North Wabash or 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois, and tell them that Mind Gap Podcast sent you. Greetings there, Jedi Masters and Sith Lords. On this week's episode, Justin and I are joined by the Force-sensitive hero known as Sam Cook. The three of us sit down and discuss the most recent Star Wars movie, Episode 9, Rise of the Skywalker. We chat about what we liked, what we didn't, and how the sequel trilogy ultimately fared. Needless to say... There are lots of spoilers here, so you've been warned. Charge up your blaster, grab your lightsaber, and call up your Force Ghost pals as we punch it into light speed in episode 228 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. So the joke about my original roommate was that he basically acted like C-3PO. Um, mm. And one time a guy on the floor was picking on him. And I, <laughs> the guy that was picking on him was named Steve. And so I said, you'll love this. Oh, switch off. And everybody laughed. <laughs> because Sam went to college with a bunch <laughs> of dorks. Sure did. Sure did. Be funny if you're like, just never tell me the odds. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I want you to just look, wink. The rest of the semester, you're just making all those different jokes. Yeah. You just need a bath and <laughs> clean out all your ge- gears. You need your to wiring. get to class. You got a bad motivator. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Oh, man. It's going to be a special one today. Oh, God. This is a special episode. Puns brought to you by Christopher Vellucci. Yay! Sam is back. Yes, he's back. Sam Cook is back. Yay! Happy to be here. And most, it's always a pleasure to have you here because also 
when you're here, we like to talk about Star Wars. Yay! And if Sam's in, if Sam's on the show, you can um, you can pretty safely bet that a Star Wars movie has been released. <laughs> Some sort of Star Wars is going on. Right, Related exactly. Star Wars shirt. Right, typically is involved. And when Trump's Star Wars, you know, crew gets up and running, you know, we'll have you come in to give us updates on that. You know, and is a Star Wars initiative. I think what he's talking about is the the Space Army. Yes. The Space Force. Space Force, Space that's Force. the one, yeah. Got the it. Star Wars initiative was a Ronald Reagan initiative, I think. That's right. Yeah. It was also uh, the whole thing with Jim Cotta. You guys ever seen that movie from the 80s? No. Heard of it. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Uh, the whole, it's, it's, doesn't, it's not worth going into, but the whole point of, like, at the end of the movie, this guy wins this tournament, and then he asks this bizarre government to basically help them assist with their Star Wars program to essentially, you know, fight Russia. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going? <laughs> Uh, it was it was a great movie. Okay, it's very worth watching. No, it's bizarre. <laughs> I think bizarre we movie. need to for the next episode. We're just going to stream that movie on Twitch. No, and we're not even mm-hmm. going to talk over it. We're no. just going to sit there while it plays out. It is a weird ass movie, and that'll be episode two twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird movie. That's man. it. God, you guys are phoning this one in. Right. <laughs> are we though? It's in, it's it's interpretive art. <laughs> sure, they'll charge one hundred twenty dollars a ticket to watch it. It'll be great. <laughs> Only the elite one percent. That's true. Can appreciate it. Exactly. Because that's art, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking that's of art. the elite 1% and people that are appreciating, mm, quote unquote, art, we're here to talk about Rise of the Star. Any, any, any so thoughts? T- <laughs> thoughts on it? My thoughts are you need to lay down. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Rise of the Skywalker. Rise episode. of the. <laughs> Rise of the. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh oh. <laughs> Rise! It happened again. Of the Skywalker, Episode Nine, Star Wars. I probably said that in the wrong order. <laughs> well, I'm Dougie. happy to be here tonight. Drug, you said Dougie's. that in Yoda fashion. I love it. <laughs> ah, it was themed. That's what it was. Yeah. That's that's why Doug did something what he like did. that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, um, yeah. Well, also, Happy New Year to all you diligent fucks out there. Congratulations. That's You made it. Yeah. Y'all, you diligent fucks. If you're watching on Twitch, just hang in there. We'll be there in a couple days. But if you're listening... Welcome to the new decade. Welcome yeah! to your new future. I just put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> Happy 2020, everybody. Until right. Thursday. Thanks, guys. <laughs> That's it. Sam, this has gone so well so far. Sam doesn't want to <laughs> sully his tw- the beginning of his 2020 with anything less than what we just did. No. Mm-mm. No. It's off to um, a great start. I love it. Are you... It, before we jump into it, are you guys excited for uh, a new new year, new decade? Do you get excited about the new year? I don't. We've talked about this before. I don't. Uh, nah, no. Nah, no. Nah, no. I'm excited for spring to get here so it stops being cold. I'm more excited about seasons than a new year. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even like experiencing them, just conceptually. I, I like <laughs> seasons. I like them. Antiquing in a season, nature walks in others, cocoa in the last one. What's it called? Winter. That's, um, three, that's three, three. What about that other one? <laughs> I usually check out during one of them. <laughs> Which one is TBD? I don't know. Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> I'm excited for the new. I, I get excited because I, uh, I, we've talked about um, uh, resolutions. Thank you. All I could think of was like impressions. <laughs> we've talked about impressions before. We've talked about resolutions before. And, and while we don't necessarily do those or believe that, I personally... Uh, get excited for like it's the beginning. There's there's a year's worth of possibility. Like I I like the concept of like a new th- a new page turning over, and uh, kind of being like, all right, this year I want to I really want to like, 
every year just getting better than the last. So that's I'm excited about 2020 because it's a twofer. It's a new new decade, and the last decade's been a bit of a struggle. Um, and I'm very excited to uh, to turn over a new leaf. Cool. Basically, I'm bad at setting goals, so I don't like New Year's resolutions. So. I'm just always Again, like, not a resolution, though. No, I'm just saying, like, usually around the turning of the year, it's like, okay, now what are you going to do for next year? I'm like, I don't know, man. Why do we got to write it down? And we should. That's the thing is, I should do that, but I'm bad at it. So I'm it, like, I think, ah. I think it's because a lot of resolutions are finite. Yeah. It's like the difference between, like, your nutrition or a diet. Like, a diet is like a fad that comes and goes. Your nutrition is what you have just generally. Right. Right? Uh, so I think, is that what trips you up a little bit kind of you know because we try to we, we we have this block of time we're like what do you want to accomplish in this year yeah it's like what do you want to try and do and, and we should be thinking of that that's a good thing right because you want get better i should probably eat it's less panda express <laughs> you know as i it is, burp right? into this and it smells like mushroom chicken um but not peas though not peas fuck, fuck those fuck peas. The peas um but you know i i'm i'm so scared of setting goals sometimes because i'm afraid i'm going to set a goal that i'm not going to be able to accomplish I'm afraid to, and so at the same time, I don't push myself as hard as I should. Yeah. So, um, so okay, that's so it's terrifying I, to me. You know, all those inspirational posters and quotes and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Not my thing. The internet. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, one I actually do like is Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, The trophy maker? Yeah. <laughs> you know. He, yeah. Yeah, he knows. Um, uh, do, 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 what do you say? Perfection is not achievable. But if we chase it, we might capture excellence. I think it actually goes perfection's not achievable, so let's just stop there. <laughs> so why bother? I think it's how it goes, yeah. That's why you don't have multiple Super Bowl rings, Doug. Yeah. You're 100% <laughs> right. 100% right. Uh, Vince Lombardi quotes. I got I to gotta see this. Classic uh, Green Bay Packers coach, uh, legendary. The real glory is being knocked to your knees. Yeah. And I'm going to stop there. Yeah. Hard stop. <laughs> the real glory hole and starts with coming, you on your knees. And then coming back up. That's the real glory. That's the essence of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it changes when you read it differently. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Now, read it like a really excited uh, Swiss guy. Where the rubber meets the road. <laughs> uh, we would accomplish more things if we did not think of them as impossible. Is that what nah, you're thinking of? No, I'm pretty sure it. my quote was done. Uh, I firmly believe that any man's <laughs> finest hour, the greatest... For, no, that's not it. Uh, here we go. The difference between a successful person and others is not the lack of strength, not the lack of knowledge, but the lack of will. That's a great that's one. That's it. Not what I said. No, okay. <laughs> is it the measure of who... No, okay. Um... Oh, God, what happened Control here? F, perfection. L- ladders are made, they're not born. That might be leaders. Leaders are made, but not born. <laughs> <laughs> How are ladders a, made, a, Daddy? Well, a, I'll tell you one thing, they're not born. They're made. They're made. <laughs> uh, there we go. That's right, Justin. Vincent ladders are made. <laughs> they're um, not born. <laughs> perfection is not attainable. Uh, so Perfection is not atta- attainable. But if we chase perfection, we can catch excellence. So that's the same as shoot for the moon, because even if you miss, you could hit the stars. You may land amongst and die the stars. and die without oxygen because there's no oxygen in and space. and get cancer from and radiation. radiation. Yeah, because yeah. in space, no one can hear you scream. Alien. That's <laughs> Vince <also> Lombardi. <laughs> <laughs> that's also true. A lot of people don't know, but if you flip over the trophy, that's actually engraved on the bottom. Of the trophy. Uh, <laughs> I love hockey. Um, yes, I know. So, <laughs> no, I think I, I, I feel like that's partially it, though. Like, and you said, like you're you're afraid because you don't push yourself enough. Mm-hmm. So, like that would be to me, that would be a good resolution. 
is an open something like this year I wanted in in, in my, like a lifestyle change I want to push myself more mm-hmm. do not more a, x than last year right whatever. not yeah. not a specific like I'm going to lose 15 pounds by February but then that's not a then, smart goal how are you supposed specific, to track it? Measurable, measurable achievable, achievable, relevant. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> relevant, realistic, <laughs> and uh, timely. timely. You have been schooled on the art of smart goals. Corporate training. Every single viewer like, we just had. be better. How am I going to know when I'm going to be better? Yeah. I got to be specific. My co- yeah, we had to do that as it work all the time. <laughs> and I guess that's the difference between toxic, gross corporate culture and fucking uh, living a rich life. I'm telling you, it's true, though. How many goals have you set where you've been like, yeah, man, I want to be better at that. And then you're like, did we get there? Again, the know. concept is not hard. Are we really going to have the debate or are you just kind of trying to go? I'm... I'm, I'm I'm mostly serious. I'm okay. mostly serious in the sense of setting. Goal. I, I won't have the debate if you're just trying to string me along. I'll, I'll, I'll hard. I want to make sure we talk about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So let's get to Star Wars before we head down that road. We're here to talk about Rise of the Star Wars. Episode Nif Star Wars. Uh. We all saw it. it. We're here to talk about it. It goes without saying. There's massive spoilers coming. So if you have not seen it, turn the episode off right now. Go see it and then turn it back on. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yes. Way more more Padme than I thought in this one. Um, Look, I could go for some Pad Thai right now. (laughs) I could do. I could do. Yeah. Okay. You won't eat Chinese with me before, but you go for some Pad Thai. Thai, Doug. Okay. TIE Fighter. We're back in it. Star Wars. Oh, this is the entire show. One of us will pull us out. One of us will pull us back in. That's right. Yeah. Um, Just like a normal threesome. So um, what are your... So Sam, I'm actually... I'm super thrilled. Sam, well, here's the thing. I'm thrilled. I got to watch it with Sam. We you guys did. Which was oh, no fair. super... Elbow <laughs> no fair. Elbow. Yes. Um, Jill and I were planning on going. Uh, we're... Like, Natalie's going to school this day, whatever, we have the day off. I'm like, let's go see a movie. Jill's seen the last two. I'm like, see this last one with me. She's like, cool. And then I reached out to Sam to make sure he could come on here. And I was like, yeah, let's talk about, uh, you know, uh, Star Wars, episode 9. Star Wars, episode 9. And he's like, sure, let's go together. I'm like, you want to go to Monday morning at 930? He's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. So he came down. I was like, this is pretty special. I get to see it with Sam. This speaks and, to the old man in me. I love matinee movies with coffee. Oh, Ugh, dude, the morning movies. There was like nine people in the theater. Yeah, there was, was hardly anybody there. Yeah. And it was fucking amazing. Yeah. So that was a very special experience for me. And then afterwards. So did he take Jill's ticket then? Uh, no, Jill came with oh, us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Which actually ended up being really great. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, and afterwards, Jill had to leave. Uh, Not that it would have been bad. I'm just saying, Jill, we love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that no. came out wrong. No. We, Doug and I learned a good lesson. Shockingly yes. good. I mean, she's like not terrible. She's like very like adequate. Like you can hang around her. Yeah. Um, but so afterwards, Jill had to leave. But Sam and I went. And I realized we hung out for like two hours. Yeah. Afterwards, we had lunch and we were just like dissecting the movie. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is really, All right, really so cool. So I purposely tried to not text you anything. And you fuckers already had the discussion. You had the podcast We had a discussion immediately following the movie. And now we've had a week to marinate. We haven't uh, talked yeah. about it since. This yeah. is the danger of doing this. But okay. Because so, for me, I was like, that was my, those were my initial reactions. <clears> and then I'm like, I want to think about it some more. Sure, 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 sure. Because my initial, Sam, what was your initial reaction? Well, to be to be fair, basically we sat there eating and our feelings. Uh, I had a banana split. He did yeah, a split. massive one, massive for one. lunch. Yeah, that's not you. That's I not know. like the you. The guy even commented, he's like, "Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Right? Dessert for lunch." Yeah, 
okay, so um, my gut reaction was they tried to appease everybody and kind of let everybody down. I got to give them credit because, I mean, I'm sure they had way bigger plans for Carrie Fisher. That must have really messed up their production plans. They, I, I know they CGI'd her here and there and, and some of the things. They reused some different stuff, so I'm sure they had to do a lot of rewriting and a huge, massive effort like that. I think they did a pretty, now that I've, a week later, I think they did a pretty good job with what they had um, as far as footage and all that stuff. Um, but there was a lot of good things about it. Uh, the cinematography, the lightsaber fights, the um, some of the character growth, uh, um, the 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 different locations were awesome. Um, so this is what we struggle with because at some point during our conversation over lunch, Sam's like, "Okay, what do we like about it?" Yeah, and what we came down to was, you know, it looked good. Let me put it this you know? way. Let me put it this way. I actually really liked everything about the movie except some of the leadership, executive producers, uh, directors, some of their choices. That stuff I did not like. So the movie. But you the, didn't like the movie. No. The, mo- <laughs> the, the, the movie. <clears throat> Explain to you what a director does. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what, specifically what I mean is their choice to uh, either nullify or completely counter some of the predecessor's choices. Yes. Instead of honoring them and building upon them and expanding on them, that was a instead of yes a, and it was a out. no fuck you is yeah, what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very very much agree. Yeah, Justin, what were your thoughts? So this is where the podcast is going to get interesting. Yay! Interesting, right? Good. Uh, I uh, to me personally, um, this was the best of the three. Okay. I think this was the best of the three. I, in no way, shape, or form do I think this is a flawless movie. Mm-hmm. I definitely had its issues. It definitely could have been better in certain points. Uh, I do not think it deserves anywhere near the ire that the critics are uh, giving it. Are the let me let me I haven't done any research. Are the critics? I have. <laughs> <laughs> Justin pulled up his notes. All right, so, so is it because I knew I'd have to defend my stance? Yeah, is it is it the actual online <clears throat> and like paper based? Legit critics yes. or irate fanboys? So, again... There's, thank you yes. for... for. I can't think of words. Uh, thank you for clarifying, yeah. because that's really important. I will I will say this. Uh, Doug and I recently had a discussion. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Um, hmm. No, fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. The fact that they have become... Well, we won't get into Rotten Tomatoes yet, all right? <laughs> I could, we could rail on Rotten Tomatoes, but I think that they have lost sight of what they are. Now they are a trend-setting site instead of an informational site. Yeah. But, so that's why I say fuck Rotten Tomatoes. But... Based off of Rotten Tomatoes, which is still, unfortunately, the, the most comprehensive aggregate for this kind of stuff, uh, it, it, the two movies have flip-flopped. Basically, The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. critics fucking loved it. It was 91%. Fans were, had a lot of issues with it, 43%. Yeah. This one, the critics gave it 55%, and the fans, it's currently at 86%. So there's a big... Uh, it's a, like identical with Empire and Return of the Jedi, though. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, p- fans generally didn't like Empire <clears throat> when yeah. it first came out. And anyway, critic, sorry, critic I interrupted. Started, yeah. No, no, but the, so to your point is that, yes, that is the case where critics, it is drawing harsh criticism from critics, but mm-hmm. fans, J.J. Abrams succeeded with fan service because the fan service is there to service the fans, mm-hmm. and the fans have responded to it. Let's talk about fan service. Yeah. Why is it the responsibility of directors, actors, production companies to capitulate to fans when they're 
true, in my opinion, true goal should be to write the best quality story. Full stop. It's a good point. <clears throat> Doug? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I could, I, I could go on, but yeah. I've, I've said my piece. So um, I want to quick, I want to jump on something Justin just said, and I'll come back to that. I want to put a pin on that. I just don't want to forget. Um, also, something I want to add with that fan reaction to Last Jedi, which I'd like to get into if we have time, which is the vitriolic yeah. response to Last Jedi from a particular group of folks demographic that was pretty awful, especially mm-hmm. in terms of like... You racism, know, you, sexism. Racism, sexism, and stuff like that. Can a I take lot, a shot in the dark? Were they mostly yeah. all like male basement dwellers? Yeah. yeah. That, okay. Straight white yeah. male basement dwellers. A lot, a lot of folks that basically um, hate Ray because she's a woman. Uh, the... Um, the girl, I can never remember the character's name or the actress, but the the the, the Asian woman, Rose, the Rose who got, she basically got forced off social media from all the fucking trolls, oh, and just yeah. ripped that her to pieces, awful. and celebrated her barely being in the movie yeah. uh, this time around. Like <clears throat> that fan response is something that I don't understand, mm-hmm. and you know, th- I feel like that plays into a part of the Last Jedi as far as like people not liking it. Also, something else, Last Jedi took a risk. Did it land? I don't know. You could yes. probably argue. Well, I'll say this. I did not think that The Last Jedi was as bad as everyone said it was either. I like, agree. I, I, the thing is, like, a lot of people, like, shit on the, the 7, 8, and 9. Mm-hmm. But I think what that comes back to is something that you and I touched on in the last podcast. I don't know if it was on the podcast or we talked off mic. Mm-hmm. But basically, I think we're becoming, we have become as a society hypercritical of everything that yeah. comes out. And we want to tear everything apart mm-hmm. before even beginning to give it a chance. Yeah. And I think that is something that is like the, the amount of judgment because everyone's got a voice now. Yeah. With social media and yes. with everything, everyone's got a voice. So everyone gets to be heard. And I honestly think that people are just, people understand that incitement gets excitement. Like, so if you incite, if you incite rage in someone, then it's going to drive uh, followers and viewers and retweets and all of this other stuff. So I think people are very judgmental now. Yes. And I think more so, A, than they have been in the past. And, you could make the argument that maybe people are a more discerning, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're a little bit more discerning in what they take in. I would argue not really. Like, I, I think people are just happy to shit on as much as they can. I find us doing that, too. We're like yeah. a trailer comes out. We're like, oh, fuck that trailer. And I'm like, we haven't even seen the movie. And we're yeah. saying, fuck that movie. I would argue those people have always been there. They just now have a, a voice online. Okay. Yeah. Sure. The same percentage I of people, I should that. say. Yeah. And yeah. I, my brother and I were talking about this when he was visiting me recently. He said, every, he calls it, everyone's got a hot take on something. Yeah. Absolutely. Some guy, and I'm like, yeah, we like, just to your point too, we do it too. Absolutely. We have our thoughts on it because we can, but you go on YouTube and someone's like a 20-minute rant. Right. Two-parter, <laughs> two 20-minute videos as to as why Rise of the Skywalker was a load of shit. Right. And I'm just like, eh. You know, because for me, what I what I like about this sort of stuff is the critical thinking discourse that we have on it. As to because, and you know this, um, when I see something, I'm like, I don't like it. I'm like, why didn't I like it? I'm trying to figure out for myself what about <laughs> it didn't I like. Sure. And to get back to your point, what was your question, Sam? <laughs> that you asked before I took why this down? why did directors feel the need to placate to fans? Yes. Yeah. So my response to that was. Um, I think, and this is this is kind of my whole issue with Star Wars right now, is that Star for some reason, people think Star Wars, Star Lords. You are just on the struggle bus today, Dougie. Guys, I'm okay. Is that Panda? <laughs> Not going to say it. Is that Panda? I don't want to get sued. The Panda. <laughs> I stopped myself. The Panda fast. Um, so 
It's it's the idea that um, you know <laughs> I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> okay, so, uh, fan service. Fan service. Yes, um, they were trying so hard. They the the executive team behind Star Wars now has tried so hard to play it safe. They yeah. played it so safe. Episode seven, I get it. They need to play it safe. They got to get people back in. The last Star Wars thing that they saw was the prequels. They got to bring them back in. Well, it's nostalgic. One of its sins is that's basically episode four repurposed, but it looks great, everything like that. And then with episode eight, which I applaud, Ryan Johnson for, took a shot, did something different. Yeah, and whatever. I, I agree. And then J.J. Abrams comes back with episode <laughs> nine and tries to like, well, they, and I don't know if this is all on J.J., but or whoever the executive team is, is like, well, we got to make them happy. Yeah. So let's make safe choices. And I don't, I don't believe that that was the right move to take. Instead of acknowledging what existed before, they sort of retconned a and lot of things. See, that was, a, that, was a common, that was a common criticism, but J.J. has come out in multiple interviews mm-hmm. and like panels and stuff, and he's like, look, I don't understand why people... He goes, I understand why people are saying that. He goes, that's not... He goes, there's this, this blood feud that people want between Rain Johnson and I. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt. He's like, he goes... I consulted him on a lot of the story that I put into Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. He goes, he he had input on this. And he goes, we weren't trying to to retcon stuff. He goes, we were trying to, he goes, what we thought, of, we looked at it as an interesting challenge of now how do we build, how do we build, how do we take this to the next level? And like he threw curveballs, we wanted to throw curveballs back. And he was like, so he goes, the intent was not to re- erase. He goes, we never wanted to erase what he did. All we wanted to do was throw an equal amount of curveballs to keep people to keep people engaged. I hear that. Now that could be a bunch of PR, but because at the same time, um, also I know that these productions were made separately from each other. There wasn't like an overarching story team like yeah. there was with Marvel, right? Or Marvel was like, "Here's where we're going to go. This yeah, is right. the skeleton. This is the outline." Come to the creative directors come in. They're like, "Cool. Here's the things we have to hit. Everything else you fill in the blanks." That did not happen with any of these, which blows my mind yeah. why you wouldn't have that, why you wouldn't have some cohesive story between all of them. They're like almost to some degree creating in a vacuum and then taking what's there. And I'm sure there was some consultation. I know that happened with Ryan Johnson when he was doing eight because he was writing stuff. He's like, oh, hey, by the way, um, uh, I need uh, R2-D2 uh, to be in the ship with Ray at the end of episode right. seven. Yeah. It can't be BB-8. He's like, okay, so they swapped it out. But the thing is, the difference there is that to what your point is, mm-hmm. is that is that – JJ never thought he was coming back for nine. He never Agreed. planned on it. And so like, I don't, I honestly don't think it was JJ Abrams saying we're going to do these things. I mean, I honestly think that Disney brought him back and said, look, uh, whatever you do, we're putting you back into this. Whatever you do, just make the fan, like d- put a, put a period at the end of this. Yeah. Like put I, a, put a nice did. period at the end. I, th- put a period. I, think, I think he did I, because uh, he's the, he's an amazing director. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. But I don't know how much writing he does because there was a, there was like three or four other names on that writing. Right. List. Yeah. 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 Um, and I don't recognize them. Or at least I don't recall. Um, Actually, I think one of the guys that wrote that wrote Batman vs Superman. Okay. Um, Is that a joke? No, I'm, I'm okay. dead serious. I think I think so. Please, you can fact check me. But I'm pretty yeah. sure. I know it sounds yeah, like yeah. something that I would make up. Yeah. But I, I think I, I do think it's true. I've read that and it was like, oh, you know. So yeah. right. So yeah, I, I guess I think he also wrote Jim Cotta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, with the, the, car the, 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 the writing, the writing choices, like there was, there were, um, let's get into some specifics. We're kind of speaking in vague terms. Okay. Like, yeah. Specifically, um, C3PO's red arm. 
Yeah. How'd he get it? Where'd it go? He's back to two golden arms this time. Yep. They never addressed it. Mm-hmm. We spent a good 20 minutes trying to track down the history of that lightsaber. Okay, let's, let's, let's do that. Let's do that right now. Okay. Force Awakens, they go to Maz's castle, they get Anakin's original blue lightsaber. Right. Also, uh, they say, where'd you get this? Maz says, story it's a story for another time. time. And we never hear that story. We never know how she gets it. Sure. Um, so, Star Wars TV show, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Again, at the same, you got you to gotta understand that Range, he didn't, he didn't explore that at all, right? No. And so J.J. had one movie to finish everything up. So let me, I would say this but, is not. But J.J. also put that in that movie to put that out there. Right. But so you don't, I mean, so, like, again, like if it's not hit. Well, anyway, go ahead. So the, the quote I gave you from Hitchcock, mm-hmm. he said, if an audience member leaves the theater and they don't think of any, or if they don't think of any plot holes until they leave the theater, then, it's a, it's, then it's a win. Yeah. The fact that I thought of a couple of those mid-movie, that's what sat wrong with But me. people consume media far differently than when Hitchcock was making movies. I mean, it's... I, but uh, I still agree. With, I still agree with that 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 quote, though, because there's been times where I've watched a movie and I'm so engrossed in it. Yeah. That later on, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's right. That probably didn't happen." Or I like, I, I'll, 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 I'll kind of go through that. But there's times where I'm sitting there being like, "Perfect example. We start off in Rise of Skywalker. Ray has Anakin Sky, Anakin's lightsaber. It was broken at the end of Last Jedi. It was broken in two. I was like, okay, oh, almost. It was, it was completely pulverized. Yeah. I was like. I don't need to see her recreating it, but it's just there, and no one mentions like, "Hey, man, that was kind of tough fixing it, wasn't it?" No, yeah, it sure was. It's just there. And I'm like, okay, because that seemed like a crucial thing that she's holding it in both hands. She's like, "What do we do now?" At the end of Last Jedi, it's like basically Leia says something like, "We'll figure it out" or whatever, and then she's like, "Cool, I got it." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, why? And then later on in the movie, another example. It's like all of a sudden we realize that oh, Leia was trained by Luke, huh? Since when did we did we ever know that? Like we never knew because uh, I knew like uh, Leia had some some powers and stuff like that. She obviously exhibited them in a lot of ways. But I was like, because we did, talked about this is like I never. I was like, so was she trained? Was she not? She just inherently have it. But then we find out at the end of in the third act of, of episode nine that oh yeah, Luke trained her. And I was like, what would yeah. that? Have, I mean, was that something imperative to know prior? Because again, it, we we learned it. So it, there you go. It, it, well, it was confusing to me that because in Last Jedi, Leia's. Using right. the force, and I'm like, how did she learn how to do this? She's obviously force sensitive <laughs> and all this stuff. Yeah, but wasn't wouldn't that be something that was? Uh, wouldn't that be something that J.J. Abrams yes handed? You've been you guys wanted him to yes hand something, so he took something Rain Johnson put in there. And went okay, then this is the part where she gets trained. We can't spend too much time on it, but we can show this in the flashback. What I'm saying is, it's I think it's poor storytelling because we're learning this stuff in a uh, weird in a weird pattern, right? So because what it seems to me is it seems like an afterthought. Well, yeah, of course it's an afterthought <laughs> because on, out of a nine movie series where four, five, and six were made first, mm-hmm. and then twenty years later, one, two, and three were made, mm-hmm. and then ten years after that, the last three were made, mm-hmm. and in the last three, you have three different or two different directors mm-hmm. with one of them splitting the two movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's an afterthought. There's mm-hmm. gonna be afterthoughts. Then that's why I'm saying it's it's it doesn't it's not make poor for storytelling. It's it's people trying to bring everything. It's J.J. Abrams did a, a great job taking all these loose ends and tying them together and going here here it is let me, let everything me, let me come let me come at it from different because angles. if not then you would sit you'd be sitting here going well we never learned why Leia. like he gave that to you yeah and nothing's good enough but wait were, that's, were that's you, not what it is were you, were I know, you i'm being a little <laughs> okay that's fine. um 
were you, because I came from it from the angle of she was kind of, she was just a natural. She was mm-hmm. Vader's kid. She didn't really need any explicit Jedi training to do, to pull herself back, whatever. That's fine. To marry Poppins. And, and, and it never, yeah, it never occurred to me that she, it, her, what, her de- what she demonstrated necessitated or required full Jedi training. It seemed uh, like a, as a way to tell, oh, here's how we got the lightsaber. Something like that. Also, to your point, too, we don't know Leia was trained by Luke until the end of the movie, yet she's training Ray at the beginning of the movie. So you're saying put the flashback before to I mean, give us time to... It would have been nice yeah. to see that. I would have loved to see that in episode eight. You know what I mean? Like, or something along those lines because... Well, yeah, but you can't... I mean, that argument can't be brought up when talking about the shortcomings of episode nine. Well, I'm saying from, from the trilogy... It's a it's a flawed trilogy in that regard because well, yeah, I think what one big thing I think Disney has learned is not to fucking split split, split a trilogy between three directors yeah. without without having anyone to agree because like, I look at this and, and that's, that's more on Disney to me oh that, 100%. hundred percent that's totally where my issues yeah. lie with with Disney not, absolutely not not necessarily JJ or maybe the writers but yeah somebody, somebody's got to approve all I'm what saying is written. from my perspective this story is told in a very disjointed way. That doesn't make sense, and it seems to me that it's it's confusing more than anything because things just happen, and then there's never sort of like a cursory sort of explanation. Three PO's arm is a great example because I forgot about that, and you're like, "What happened to his arm? It was red." He goes, "Ha! You probably didn't recognize me with my red arm." It's like, "How'd you get that?" And then it's like, "His arm's fixed." It's like, "Okay," and then it's like, "Oh yeah, we fixed the lightsaber. It's cool." It's like, "Wait, Maz had had." Anakin's lightsaber, but never told how he got it. I was yeah. like, that to me, those are those are key pieces of information that I don't need twenty minutes on. There, there's many more examples like that that, when accumulated, make enough of a unsettling feeling in my gut in the moment during the movie that makes me say, "Oh, now I got to go back and think about this." And I think that's what my point is about the the Hitchcock thing is that when he was making movies, we didn't have. Nine nine movie sagas that span over the course of forty years, and like, um, we didn't have lore. The people making movies on stuff that had this much lore and depth to them, yeah. and people who have fandom as deep as as yours or ours or whom's, whoever's runs. I think like like for me, the red arm thing, and like for you, the red arm thing didn't even. I was just like like until you brought it up, I was like, oh, that's right, that was the thing, but it did not pull me out of the moment. Like yeah. it's people consume things differently now because there's so much being made like you you caught that and you were just like whoa whoa time yeah out, you know so that's a good point so we watched it we were uh we got to chat briefly with jill but she had to go um and she was like i loved it I, honestly i thought it was i think she might have said it was her favorite i don't recall exactly yeah she thought it was great of, um, the, of the recent three so she fucking like, loved it there's like the two so out of the, just the recent three yeah, no, yeah there's, the she's nine. seen i don't think she's seen episode one but she's seen all the other ones once yeah. the, the fans who see each one once um then there's the people who might watch it a couple times and then there's people who like scrutinize it day mm-hmm. in and day out um and i get it you can you can pick apart any teeny little thing um but like I appreciate movies that are just so perfectly crafted like that, where you could go back again and again, and you do get more out of it. it, it you do see, oh wow, 
this is a perfect script. This is incredible. Yeah, for the um, record, I'm not here to nitpick. Yeah. I'm thinking, I fucking hate nitpicking shit. No, I can see the boom mic. And, uh, fuck that shit. Continuity. Ah, fuck your continuity. Like, I don't you give a shit You can see the boom mic. Then that's a bad movie. Yeah, but even then. <laughs> even then. It depends. Is it just peeking in a little bit or what? Like, I don't know. But, like, I get, I get, I'm, not, I'm not here to be like, no, technically the frame rate. This, but, no, I don't fucking care. Yeah. What kills me is that there's obvious plot holes that were never addressed. Or, or things were left on the cutting room floor, like Lando. Lando just seems like a creepy dude who's out there fucking people in space. Wait, but, ob- but obviously, there was a sequence, or there was some story where that girl at the end was his daughter. Yeah. And she was taken away from him, but they cut that and said, and he's like, you want to know where you came from? Let's These balls! Out. Like, you know, like, it's, th- those are things where I'm like, what? It, it feels again, disjointed ask, and weird. I, I totally respect I, I hear what you're saying in that regard, but... This kind of goes back to another thing that we've talked about of being spoon fed. Mm-hmm. You can infer that that's his daughter, and you can infer that maybe an adventure is in their future. But like, do you need that spoon fed to you? But what I'm saying is, it felt weird. It felt weird because obviously they had some connective tissue in there sure. that was cut, and then when they put it in its current iteration, you're like, "What was that?" That that they had great intentions with different writing could have had different impacts. It. They could have changed the, 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 the wording to not be as creepy. It, they could have rephrased it to be like... It might, it might have also just been the way Billy, Billy D... His, his, uh, his he delivery. He's like, he's like right. tell, uh, <laughs> tell the princess, send the princess my love. She's like, you give it to her yourself. And people in the theater were like, ah! Oh. And then when it comes... Uh. What you didn't know is the, the scene extended. He goes... I will. He pulls out a locket and just starts jerking it right Yeah, it's just like, yeah. Sand cruiser. He, he yeah. pops a Space Colt 45. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know he did a commercial for that, right? Yes. Oh, it was did classic. I Space Colt 35. And he's like, ooh, super smooth. It's great. It's so good. But part of the thing, too, is talking about Lando, it's like, why was Lando on that planet? Well, that, that honestly, I honestly think that, and that's one of the things that I liked about this, is that everyone got a chance to say goodbye. That was the fan service that I was actually okay with, because it gave you the feels. I don't know. There were four points in this movie that I choked up on. Which ones? Uh, one of them was when at the end when she took the Skywalker name. Yeah. One of them was when Leia died. One of them was... Um, shit. I can't remember the other two. There were four. <laughs> if Trust they, me, if they come four. to you, shout them out. Yeah, I will. When, uh, when the what's-his-name got... Killed for being the spy. <laughs> he choked up. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not the ginger. <laughs> that's, and that's another guy, another guy who just, like, his character arc was just... So underdeveloped. Just I will give yeah. you that. Abysmal. Yeah. Just Look, again, I'm not saying that this movie's flawless. I know. I'm not saying it's a great movie. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think a lot of what's... there, Like, really try to put yourself in the shoes of someone trying to tie up a 40-year, nine-part mm-hmm. saga. Oh, yeah. Like, that... And have your main character literally die halfway through. Right. And it just, it's <laughs> like the, 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 the thing that was put in front of these people that not even just JJ, but the task that was laid out is next to an impossible task. Yeah. So the fact that any, any relatively coherent movie got made, I would say is a win. I, I, would, I, know, I, that's a, I know that's I a agree. low bar to set. Like I get that, but cause it, cause uh, getting back to Carrie Fisher, like my understanding is, um, uh, Mark Hamill, that level of of quantity that he was in uh, Last Jedi, mm. she was going to play that much in this this one. Too. Oh, really? That was my original understanding from like years ago. Um, things might have changed, um, and then they definitely changed when she yeah. unexpectedly passed. Um, and like I said, they had to CGI um, and then like retcon some some scenes, and, and they even took dialogue from Last Jedi 
clipped it and put it in. Like used uh, individual words to build lines to, uh, of dialogue? Uh, like never underestimated droid, one of those, I think. Uh, it was like straight up, straight up uh, clipped and, and plugged into the new one. Um, but why they wouldn't get like a, a voice yeah. artist to copy her, mimic her? You also mentioned retconning. You know, I really didn't like the approach they did with Ray being a Palpatine. Um, you, know, th- you know, it's like... That was one of those where I, I, I had the same thought. I'm just like, oh, man. Like, they, they gave her something. But, again, like, when listening to J.J. Abrams talk about it, he's just like, there was, we, we, had to, we, had to, we had to go one up. And we had to give everyone a reason for this. Basically, it was a MacGuffin to move everything forward. There was plenty of MacGuffins in there. Right. And I think, I, at first, I was, I was bummed, too. Because you and I have talked ad nauseum, you know, prior, on Money Podcast, about... The fact that we were happy that they went with in in the Force Awakens, you, you and I were like, "God, I hope they don't make her someone's daughter." Mm-hmm. And yeah. then in the Last Jedi, we we're like, "Thank God they didn't make her someone's daughter." <laughs> and in this one, it's like, "Oh, she's someone's daughter," like you know, <laughs> which opens a whole new level of things where it's like, "We didn't know Palpatine had a son." It's Who like, did he "Fuck, huh? Right. What? Right. He has a son?" It's like, "Wait." And if we're playing in this world where lineage obviously means everything, you're telling me his son didn't have any worthwhile attributes with the Force or anything right. like that. Maybe it skips a generation. I don't know. And yet she was important, but he wasn't. And th- those were the storytelling devices or the plot holes where I was just like, man, this is really pulling me out of this right now because I'm so confused. And I don't I, understand I, what's all, going on. All, all of the beats, they could have been there. If, if I think it really does lie in the journey, how they got from A to B. Like, she could have been a Palpatine. They could have gotten gone a different way. <laughs> To get there, maybe uh, I, I'm not even going to try right now. But you, does, does that make sense? Yeah, like like the way the same way he created Snoke, maybe he created her. So like so, something where something. they yeah. yeah yeah and just yeah and that's the thing too is like Snoke was just a throwaway character. Oh Snoke, here's a whole container of them I have in this fluid. Right, I make all of them. <laughs> you want like, some Snoke juice? Yeah, it's like yeah, <laughs> we'll blend it up. It gives you vitality. So, so these blind people over here say work in the machines. It's Briny. like, huh? I, I will know. say the one to, to that point. Someone was like, so, <laughs> how they were like, how did Zombie Palpatine uh, craft the biggest fleet ever seen and find people to staff it? <laughs> Not only manufacture it, but staff it. And then who's his arena full of people? Like, it was like. That part I will get. I mean, if we want to get logistics on it, right. yeah. Which, again, I'm not going to... Even I, being as practical I am, I'm like... My brother brought it to my attention. He goes, who's flying those ships? That's thousands, tens of thousands of people manning those oh, ships. hundreds of thousands. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that part. Right. He's like, were they flying when he raised them out? Or what was... I was like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and another part, too, is like at the end of the movie, Palpatine is like, you know, kill me. And I will go in you. into you, which I like that. Sam yeah. talked about some of the earlier Star Wars stuff where that's part of the thing where there's an, uh, a Sith Lord that has existed for thousands of years by transferring his soul into someone else's body. But he's like, if you kill me, I will, exi- I will go into your, into your body. You. I will enter you. But is that only if it's done during the ritual? Because when she actually like Because she kills him. Right. So I was confused because I'm like, so you can never kill this guy? Does he just have to die of natural causes? Like, yeah. like th- those were things where I was like, I don't get it. And then it's, I don't know. 
Also, like, it's like if, if he's they, using lightning and she can just block it. And then she's like, but wait, I have two lightsabers and therefore I can reflect everything back to you. Like you're dead now. Just, just I think the, she got the, close enough is what that was. Not, okay, not <laughs> just to, like Mace Windu did, to, right? Not to nitpick, sure. but I honestly think like she was moving forward. So I think yeah. it got to a point where it created but like, a loop. So, so like, here's a good... Just a, a quick, a, a quick throwaway. You like that? She got in the danger zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> danger zone. Anyone who has studied electrical engineering <laughs> and lightsabers knows yeah, that I mean, force lightning and lightsabers. We know that there is an area of effect that you do not want to be in. Okay, so like in in the opening crawl, be like. The Sith have been expanding for centuries in in wild space. There you go. And now they rise, led by Palpatine or something yeah. like that. And that, that suddenly explains why there's millions of people out in the middle of nowhere who've been secretly cultists. <laughs> Instead, it's like the Emperor re- lets it re- finally releases his long-awaited podcast to the entire universe, and everyone oh, listens. Oh, do you know his? Uh, I never considered it. <laughs> so, so we were talking about this. We said the the Emperor. The, <laughs> we said the, <laughs> the if Emperor would have been a Stitcher Premium. <laughs> You won't get your your world blown up. <laughs> but would, at least seventy five percent of you have to subscribe. He would be a total Alex Jones sitting in his basement. Ah, <laughs> uh, now there's Jedi. After I thought I killed them all, universalists. You know what? You know what makes them great? Bacteria in their blood. I tell you what, I'm not listening to the bacteria in my blood. You know why? <laughs> Hail Sith. Oh my god. <laughs> And also, I hate that opening crawl where it says Kylo Ren rages across the galaxy, and I was like, God. It's make- funny, because as I read that, I thought, I'm like, oh, Doug. Like, I was like, <laughs> that, Doug's going to comment on that. I immediately had Because I was like, like everyone, everyone jokes about him being emo, and I'm like, that just makes it worse. Why? I He's- thought, because thought, it cut to him. True. Rampaging. It did. He was or, raging. Or raging. Or red- yeah. He was raging, although I would say he had less emotion in this film than he did anywhere else in any of the other ones. But he, I don't know, man. I, I, there's, uh, I feel like a lot of characters were cut short, too. Like Finn, I just, re- I just went back and rewatched Force Awakens, and I'm like, fuck, I forgot Finn was a goddamn stormtrooper. Really? Okay. I was like, oh. They said it in this one. Yeah. They did? I forgot. He and Lando's uh, lover daughter... Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Love We're all abandoned stormtroopers. Yeah, right. Um, and I like the idea too that the force had something to do with that. I was like, that's cool. You know, the idea that again, force brings balance. But by the way, Ray didn't balance the force. She made it worse. She killed all of the Sith. That's Did not you? balance. I'm gonna turn this down. <laughs> this didn't do anything. Nope. It actually amplified it, it somehow. Yeah, it did somehow. <laughs> you killing all of the Sith does not bring balance to the force. It's the same thing. Palpatine wanted to do. I'm gonna kill all the Jedi. It's like, yeah, no, she killed all the Yeah, Sith. but the good guys. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference, Doug. I'm sorry. Are you Hashtag saying never forget? Are you saying that the allies and the Axis still both need to exist, Doug? <laughs> well, they're not tied to the force. You don't know what Hitler had going on. That is a great, great he, quote out of context. He had scientists at the wazoo. I hope that one line made it upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one line that gets that gets upstairs. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what Hitler had going on. Hashtag Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, but that's, I mean, also it's it, kind of going back to, God, we're all over the place, but that's fine. Yes. Yeah. Like, Last Jedi, I think, did a really good job Bring of, us back in, if you of depicting... The force and what it was like that it was like basically a force of nature on that island where Luke was. 
there was an area where there was the dark side of the force mm. and also a light, or however you want to call it. And Luke is talking about the balance of things. Even when Rey goes down to the dark side and she actually taps into it to find answers, the dark side doesn't give her answers. And I like that idea of that these things exist and they are nature. And I feel like that just wasn't built upon in, in Rise of the Skywalker. So let me throw this out there. Then. Please. Two, two, two ideas to that end. Uh, one, <clears throat> if it exists in nature, then just by killing the Sith, mm-hmm. just by killing Palpatine, you have not necessarily mitigated the Force. You've not mitigated the dark side. Agreed. But everything we've seen up to that point is about bringing balance sure. to things and annihilating the opposition isn't necessarily bringing balance to the Force. So to that end... Because she has Palpatine blood in her, is she not? Does a gray Jedi not bring balance to the hey man, force? If we sure. if, if we talked about gray Jedi, I would have loved it. I, I actually was legitimately waiting for Kylo and her to start like the great, the order of the yes. <laughs> Did not uh, like that kiss at all. It felt like a brother and sister kissing each other. See, I was like, you, not the first person I've heard say that. I disagree. I <sighs> fully felt the romantic link from the from the word go on the you first kid me last jedi was the steamiest one yet yeah right uh-huh. the, the, the belly button high uh you know uh pants yeah <laughs> cuz i felt like more of like a platonic bond between the two of them these two people who are trying to figure out their way in the force and it felt to me kind of like a hawkeye and black widow sort of relationship oh they like, fuck oh they totally fuck yeah. they get down um and i just felt like it seemed forced to me because it seemed no like intended. People, uh, um, it just seemed very forced in um, the romantic aspects. Yes, forced. because I want to. That was one of my favorite things about uh, Last Jedi, and this one is the connection, like how they portrayed it visually. The dyad. Like, and not only that, I just love how it's like, you know, in uh, in in uh, Last Jedi, Snoke's like, "I'm the one who forged your relationship. Everything, the connection there is because of me." And then Palpatine's like. As he's sucking the life out, and he's like, you're a dyad. You've never been seen before. I'm like, but if you were controlling Snoke, and Snoke made that, then it's, you just throw that away at the last second, and it's, it's come but, on. Uh, but again, like, come you, on. If, he was, if he has been the quote-unquote voice of Snoke, like all the voices you've ever heard in your head, all that bullshit, if, he's been, if, if Palpatine's been pulling the strings, he, I, I, the way I took it is he just said that to help further the... Like, Push them closer to Push their them demise. Closer. Right, like I forged this, and it's like, well, no, like this. It again, he said that in order to push them closer towards where they needed to go to kind of help steer things. I hear that. I just don't believe that. I, I believe that that's. It just seemed to me that again, JJ was trying to build on it, and he did the best that he could with what he had, and that was one of those things where it's like, well, we got to we, somehow we got to make this important, and it just seemed like there was a lot of. Things that were thrown out there, but we sure. didn't get the full development that they needed in a lot of ways. That we didn't get the full sort of like, oh, because that that's a and also I, I, I will agree with that. When she goes, I am the Jedi. Iron Man. I wanted her to be like, nah, <laughs> I am Iron Man. She snaps and then too. Palpatine's like, What the fuck? And then she's like, Mew, lightsaber in the head. <laughs> what is this magic? <laughs> he just fades away and right. she's like, Cool, it worked. <laughs> and then you just see Star Lord slowly backing out of the He's like he comes in. We're family now. We're Disney. I'm <laughs> son. Star Lord. They could have done it. Star Lord's dancing in because he thinks this is where the place he's supposed to get the power stone. He's like, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> oh. <laughs> they could do it. I'm just saying they could do it. <laughs> um, but there was, I think that's that's a good like sort of microcosm of kind of how I felt. There was a lot of things that were just sort of tossed out there that were not given 
the buildup or the explanation that they needed, I think, to make it yeah. a good payoff. Because <clears throat> to yeah. me, this movie was, it happened. It existed. I watched it. And it was done. I thought and that's it was, fine. Yep. It was, I would say a little, I'm a little more favorable than that. I've, mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, what did you say? Adequate? Adequate. It, it offered up some decent solutions in fan service. I just think they could have done better. Okay. And or I, with, 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 with smarter writing. And honestly, they, they, the, 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 the little triangles for finding that lost region of space, the bit of the throne room falling, the, the exiled storm, stormtroopers that grew up on that planet, um, the thing that wiped C, C-3PO's memory. Um, oh, we got to talk about the, that. The teeny little guy. Well, he may not have had red arm, but he had red eyes. Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck you guys want, huh? I mean, something's right on him. Like, they could have done all of that stuff with just different, smarter choices of writing. That's my, that's, that's my point of view. Going on to that, they did not want to kill anybody in that movie, but they wanted to tease you like they did. And Chew- that, that, that I was really let down in the moment. I was like, fuck, Chewy. Oh, no. And it was just such a, oh, wait, there was another transport. I'm yeah. like, what? And when? they did that uh, And it's like, C-3PO, we're going to have to wipe his memory. But it's like, nah. Yeah, I'm like, really don't have a space hard drive. It's like, back him up. A space cloud. Anything. It's like, sorry, we've only done, it's only got one terabyte on it. Yeah. He's got like at least three pentabytes. So Each one of those it. languages is, is, is in and of itself a pentabyte. He speaks 27 million languages, man. That's a lot of words. Yeah. Um, the, the, lo- the fake outs of like, they're dead. Nah, just kidding. Other the, the woman with the red and gold. Helmet. Yeah, right. Like the whole planet explodes. Yeah. Carrie Russell. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm back. Yeah. Um, th- those things where I was like, oh, come on. And I think to add, to add more gravitas, if they were truly killed off in that way, that the, the movie would have, that would have been a better writing choice in my, in my point of view. Dude, I would have been like, they, they could have killed, killed off Chewie and, and made it a bit more glamorous or something, but still kill him off. But you know, uh, how, how, how kill, amazing kill is off, that? Uh, killed by Ray. Yeah. Who couldn't by- control the force. That's powerful, man. I was like, fuck, we did that. Yeah. I was like, okay. And they showed Chewie and I was like, you pussies. Come on. Yeah. Come on. That's just, oh. I disagree. Okay. <clears throat> and and, and I, not to be difficult. But no. I, I 100% understand and agree to a point where I, I do think, especially, specifically Carrie Russell's character. Yeah. I was like, that planet blew the fuck up. Yeah. No. Yeah. And also, why does she have the little guy? Yeah. Right? That, to me, I was like, yes. Also, why does she have some coin that can get her on any ship, anytime, anywhere? She's a, what the she's fuck a is that thing? Drug runner. They got to have those things. Right? It's a spice runner. Spice runner. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Good things. You need paprika? We get you paprika. Dude, the character dynamics. He's like, yeah, it used to be a stormtrooper. We can do this all day. Right? Dude. You, you want to get out of here? <laughs> you want to sit here debating? Oscar Isaac yes. and his banter with John Boyega, like they're the, well, those guys were off and running. That I'd, chemistry I'd watch, was unbelievable. I'd watch a side movie or something with oh. the two of them any day of the week. Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Oh, my God. Just that, like they're off on another adventure. Like, Oscar yeah. Isaac was like so stellar in this. Just his little thing, yeah. especially at the end. Where he's like looking, he's like, Huh? Huh? Little kiss. Yeah. He's like, no. He's like, I he's try. like, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was so yeah. well done. Don't know if you don't try. Because <laughs> that's like, <laughs> right. the dialogue in this was strong. I felt like the way that people 
talked and interacted with each other was really, really powerful and yeah. really, really good. And I appreciate the shit out of that. They've had that in all three movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Boyega does a fantastic job of that. He and Ray, mm-hmm. like watching him in Force Awakens again, he's like, why you got to go back to True? What's in Jakku? You got a cute boyfriend? You got a boyfriend back in Jakku? <laughs> and she's like, no, no, your business. She's like, you need to hand me that thing there. That there, or we're going to die. No, no. Look where I'm pointing. Look where I'm pointing. Like, it was so natural. And right. in the moment, I was like, it, that, that chemistry between them was so strong, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. It so yeah. good. So good. 100%. Okay, so you're saying you really did not like the <clears throat> choice of the, the planet blowing up and she still comes back. What was what Right, was so like, I agree that like, they could have let secondary characters like that probably go, and okay. it would have been a little bit more, again, that would have been a little bit more impactful. Um, I, I disagree in the sense that it's not, it's not, uh, I think what this movie did is it went back to what made Star Wars Star Wars originally. Okay. Like, I went, like, it's, because we we hadn't seen, I mean, outside of Obi-Wan Kenobi, outside of Alec Guinness's character, who technically came back as a force ghost. Yeah. We really did, like, they, Han Solo, they didn't kill him off. They brought him back, you know. Uh, Anakin. He wanted to be killed they, off in the first one. Yeah, he did. Right. <laughs> but, and, and, they, and somehow they fucking pulled him back in <laughs> for the ninth one. I'm sure his agent called. He's like, hey, Harrison, how's your day going? Good, good. Um, who what is the, this? What the <laughs> fuck do you want? So quick thing. If it's about Star Wars, no. <laughs> Look, it's a day. <laughs> One day. <sighs> God damn it. God damn it. You know that just killed him to come yeah. back to that shit. Um, but I, I think, uh, point being is that it, it's, not, it's not Game of Thrones. It's not, a, it's not a series. It's not a franchise. It's not a world in which your main characters do get killed off. It's a little bit more feel good. If you want something darker, you're going to have to go for the offshoot or, or the the out the anthology ones they're doing, or the Mandalorian, or some yeah. something that's not one of these. Because the thing is, and I actually had this realization the other day after I saw it. We have talked about for a long time, like why the fuck do we keep going back to the star the star the Skywalkers, Skywalkers, right? The yeah. Star Walkers, the Star Lords. Why do we keep going back to them? I'm like because this is about them. Because there's a nine part movie that is telling the saga of the the Skywalker family essentially. And that's why, and it actually, I, I found a lot of peace with that issue that we've had is because I'm like, because why does the Simpsons follow the Simpsons for 30 years? Because yeah. it's about the Simpsons. And so you've got the other movies that are going to be coming out and you've got the Mandalorian and they may mention things, yeah. but they're like, I think what we have now is a great cutoff point where we're like, great, now we can move on. Yeah. And we have told this in nine parts and that's great. And now everything else we can find you know, maybe Finn and Poe do go on their own adventure. Maybe we meet someone completely different like the Mandalorian or, or something like that. But I think the reason that we followed the Skywalkers and the reason that they didn't actually kill anyone off is because that's what these movies are. It's just at the core, the essence of what these movies have always been is that. It's more feel-good than Game of Thrones. I agree. I think there's some nuance and there's some gray area between Game of Thrones and Star Wars. And I feel okay, like... I'm using it as an as yeah. extreme example. But that's, but a, but that's a really good point that it's... It is a bit more whimsical. It is a bit more swashbuckling, lighthearted. It's a space opera. Yeah. Like, like in those old-timey SWAT, like, people get stabbed, they get slashed, but there's really no blood. Same thing with Star Wars. That uh, little lighter The approach. arrow through the eye was a shocker to me, I have to admit. I've not seen anyone when, take an arrow through the eye. Oh, that was when, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Came into the scene, yeah. I was, that was, I was like, oh, that dude's flat out dead. Dead, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're talking but about no like blood. when Finn takes the lightsaber in Force Awakens and just runs it through the guy from behind. Yeah, you know, that right. was. It, you know. Even that felt less 
Like, I don't know why, but because it's a lightsaber and this is like just a straight up arrow. Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> like like, en- entire planets are nuked. Right. Entire yeah. planets are nuked. That's a fair point. Very whimsical. <laughs> the entire Republic was nuked by the power of a sun. That's a fair point. Um, um, but, but in a way, that's like, oh, it doesn't seem personal because it's like, right. oh, that's billions of people. But we see them go, oh, my God. And then they just vaporize. Right. So, yeah. And even like when people are, like, have cried out. When people yeah. get shot and whatever, it's like, oof, they fall over right, and they're right. done and whatever. Um, so I, I do agree with you to a certain extent. But also... I, I disagree in a sense that this is the Skywalker story because I feel like with Episode Seven we stepped away from the Skywalkers and we stepped into the life of Poe, we stopped in the life of Rey, and the life of Finn. Those Rey, I feel like is is the main character in. She's no, those. it's it's still the Skywalker story with with uh, Ben Solo being wrapped up in there. True, but just that he's the bad guy now. That's the only. It's the true, flip. but he is a part of the story, but. But he's not the main character. He's not the main character. Yeah, yeah. But still, like, if you he, I would argue he is a close second mm-hmm. to the main character. Like he is like, and since Ray's a dyad, it is such a like a. Don't you dare use that word. With helix, me. like like double helix, like it's so intertwined. You yeah. can't separate them. So they I are mean, we, an we, integral part of the Skywalker story, right? Using the word dyad or not, like you said in, in that first movie or in number seven, rather. They 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 got so mixed up with each other that there's mm-hmm. no way you can't like they became essentially one shared character. Yeah, in my, in my I, mind. I would like agree. They, with, I they would had agree. their own stories for sure, but like they there's no way their stories weren't just fully entwined till the end. Yeah. You know? See, I feel like the Skywalker story, and I know it it happened, so we're not gonna. I know everything that we've talked about has happened, so I'm not creating fan theories. But what I'm saying is, I to me the Skywalker story ended with Return of the Jedi. Okay. At that point, when we moved in The Force Awakens, it was someone else's story. And then when they weaved back into, actually, no, she's a Palpatine, stuff like that, that it just infuriated me more because I was like... <sighs> See, because I interpreted it as this is the story told about the Star Wars universe. This is the one particular gripping story that will take nine chapter- chapters to tell that revolve around things of, like... The rebellion, the empire, specifically Tatooine. This one Luke, nucleus, very yeah, specifically this, yeah, Tatooine. One, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and other places that look a very lot like Tatooine. Tatooine. Yeah. yeah. So the story that revolves all around those people and events, and this was like a good book ending of the twin sons, uh, a girl and her droid, starting with a boy and his droid, two sons. Good way to bookend it. And it took a lot of paths or a lot of a lot of turns from A to B, but that whole story, not specifically Luke coming, finding his father, challenging the Emperor, done. Like it continued from there and then ended off Tatooine to Tatooine, dual sons. And I guess that's what bothered me, is that um it's bothered me against the whole new trilogy in general. It's just that they kept focusing on these older characters. But I think I, I, you're looking at it as a new trilogy, whereas I think I think what it needs to be, what I, what I think the intent is to look at it is a nine-part series. And that's and I, I think that's the yeah. It, I think it's a matter of perspective. Yeah. You can do that, and I guess that's what their intention was. But it's not to me that wasn't explicit until now, and I'm like, see, I. I don't know. I I thought it was pretty explicit. Like I that was my understanding from the beginning. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I think d- what's nice now is that you now you can now you do have the now we can go off and explore more. Like thank Christ. At least thank. I, at least I hope. Ugh. Again, if if there's two things Disney has learned, it's one, don't split directors, and <laughs> and two, we've put a nice period at the end of this. 
don't drudge up what yeah. we've what we've finished. Yeah, I, I think for me this 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 trilogy was really disappointing. And I think Force Awakens got me so pumped. I saw that movie twice in the same weekend. I saw it. I was like, this fucking is awesome. I remember saying at the Doug time. Doug doesn't do that. He says I don't Marvel do that. Movies. Jill went with me both times. Like, mm-hmm. we both saw it twice. That's a pretty big. Which was pretty. We saw you, I think, on yeah, our way back from it. Did, you yeah. guys were going. We're like, we're going again <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Like, we fucking loved it. We were pumped. And I, I was so pumped because I'm like, man, where are they going to go from here? And I was just disappointed at how it all wrapped up because I felt like there was a lot of things that were tossed in the air and we only caught a few of them. And I just think from a story perspective, it feels disjointed. It feels taped together. And I don't blame JJ. I don't blame Ryan. I just, I look at this because, and this is not an apples to apples comparison by any stretch of the imagination, but you look at Marvel, 11 years of planned stuff that comes out. And then I look at Star Wars. I'm like, we couldn't get three movies through here. Like that were, with that without plot holes and without things that didn't match up or didn't didn't you know barring the extenuating circumstances like Carrie Fisher's passing away and stuff like that I look at that and, and granted also Marvel not yet doesn't have the nostalgia factor added into it where people are like that's not my Star Lord 15 you years know, from now let's 15 years back. from now when they come back to do oh no right. it's the ultimate universe and they have to recast we'll see what happens then yeah so they're not fighting against that there are people who love the comic when books when Natalie's Marvel comes uh-huh. out and, you, and she's like dad you want to go see this and you're like hell no it's not my Marvel, not my Marvel. <laughs> um, you know when we so they don't have that working but I look at that and I look at the way that that story was told over 11 years, and I'm like, God damn it. That, that, I guess maybe I'm tainted by that. Maybe that set the bar high for me in a sense of how do you tell a story? And then when I look at this, and I was like, this does not, I guess, doesn't meet my personal expectations of what this should be. I, I guess maybe that's, that's what I it is. I think that's a fair assessment. I think I just had a breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did it. I think I just had a breakthrough with this. No, I, was I just honestly like, think that's a, that's a really good point. Like, I, I, because I, I don't, and again, this is all you guys listening and watching are going to have your own thoughts on this. Um, but for me, I don't, I don't, I was not nearly as dis in retrospect in the moment. Yes. I was like, ah, what the fuck are they doing in retrospect? I don't hate these movies, uh, nearly as much as I hate one, two, and three. Those are still a flaming let, pile of garbage that can go let, to hell. I understand that your brother says one thing. <laughs> he can go fuck himself. Dave, you go fuck yourself. That's a debate for another time. <laughs> yeah. Which is better, prequels or new new trilogy? Sure, sure, new, sure by far. Okay, yeah, let me let me, be, uh, let me go on the record. <laughs> let me go on the record and say, I, I, I not that I, you. What, what did you say? I was really disappointed. You said you don't hate them. Mm-hmm. I like them. I think Sorry, they're I, all well I, done. I agree with, I like yeah. them too. Let me re- yeah. rephrase. Let my, me retcon my yeah, answer. My only, my only um, sticking point with this latest movie was really just the artistic choices of the writers and everything else was The look and feel of it is like, uh, that's why I remember watching Force Awakens again. I'm like, see, this is what I love about this new series is the practical effects. Yeah. The way things look and feel. It's like, God damn it. So what was your, what was your issue with the little droid slicer? I didn't have the little, little, I thought you're like, let's circle back to that guy. The little, Oh no, no. I was talking because we, we, why I want to circle back with was the fact that C-3PO was going to wipe his mind, Uh, but they didn't wipe his mind sort of stuff. And so those to me, there was just a lot of disappointment with a lot of the stuff. I felt the lightsaber fights also felt slow to me. They felt, they didn't have the same oomph that they had. There was just times where I'm like, whoa, 
that just doesn't seem the mm. same. Like, I, you know, going back to watching Force Awakens again when fucking Kylo's fighting Rey and Finn, and they're just like, ah! you know, it's just like <laughs> going to town yeah. with each other. And, and in the throne room in Last Jedi with Rey and Kylo, and they're fighting all those guards. Um, and this, it's, it felt a lot more sterile to me. Um, also, who, what, who the fuck are the Knights of Ren? What good are they? They didn't do a goddamn thing. Were you saying like who? Who, who are, are the Knights of Ren? The dudes all dressed in black that yeah, just walked slowly around, didn't menacing. We, didn't we meet them in the uh, Force Awakens? Weren't we the saw them in a the... we saw them in a brief flashback or some vision sequence that Ray was having when she touched the the lightsaber. Yeah, weren't they on the planet that uh, where it opens up and he's on the planet and he like catches the bolt. He catches the blaster bolt and like no. pushes back. stormtroopers. Oh, those are, those storm are stormtroopers. Yeah. Okay, I haven't watched that movie. They're like the, even the, you, master of the Knights of Ren. Blah 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 blah. It's like yeah, cool. Who are the Knights of Ren? The Knights of Ren before though. Well, I they've know been, oh, they've we've heard of yeah, them. They've yeah, they've been they've been mentioned for sure, but yeah. they weren't nearly shown as much. I think the little flashback of the Jedi Temple burning, they might have been there. There was I, a, there was a scene where it was raining and it was Kylo yeah. standing there with the Knights of Ren. And Ray is like looking at them, and then it cuts away. It was like a force vision or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah, when yeah. she touches the lightsaber. But like this is the first time they're explicitly shown. Like they were walking around that desert planet. Uh, they caught Chewie. They caught they, Chewie off screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so impressive. We couldn't even show it. But but they yeah they didn't have like uh, even like vibroblades or no. light, lightsaber stuff. They said like they clubs clubs like like uh, literally the goon squad just walking around like. <laughs> Warriors come out and they play. didn't even talk and they didn't what? even talk. It's oh, uh, those are things where I'm like missed opportunity. So here, here's, here's See, a good I'll, example. I, I just it, it doesn't bother me that much. Let like, me say, if they if they they scene scene opens, an imperial officer is like booking it down the hall, goes to the door, op- opens it, and it's uh, uh, Kylo training with the Knights of Ren, and they're just like sweaty and they're just maybe bloody and bruised up, just training and just beating the hell out of each other. He's like, Lord, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we found the girl. We found this. Where are they? And they just go from there. That would establish like yeah. how badass they are because they took him on and they beat the crap out of him until he got a lightsaber at the very end of the movie. Do you remember yeah. that part? Yeah. No, I do remember that part. But yeah. they didn't establish like any of that. And th- that's like, I expected more professional level um, artistic choices and cin- cinematic Yeah. Uh, production, yeah, for us from anybody, especially a Disney crew. Yeah, I think that's also where it comes down to is I expect more out of Disney. I expect more out of their capability of putting stuff like that together. And I think my expectations for this one, I went in pretty low expectations. But as a, when I look at this, I'm like, you guys are way better than this. I know that you are. There's too many gaps here for things where we just have to guess. We have to be like, well, I mean. They probably did this, or I assume yeah, she recreated I'm, the lightsaber. I'm assuming they 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 got it functional again, but that breaking was very symbolic. Yeah. It was very important, and it was like, ah, it's okay though. We got it back together. It's all good. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Leia has a lightsaber too. It's like, wait, what, how long did we talk about the lightsabers? The and green which one and the she blue. Had? Yeah, because yeah. it's like she had one that looked just like Luke's. We- but it was blue. We really but Luke's need is to green. Pin it out like <laughs> yarn and pins on a detective board. Get tracing this lightsaber. Oh, I was God. like, wait, 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 wait. Because you're like, no, and this that's... was in the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you were like, no, that's Luke's Luke's uh, lightsaber. I'm like, oh, which is Anakin's. It's the same one. Yeah. Because he took it from Obi Wan. <clears throat> his his dad had it, and then she had it, and we were like trying to piece it together. I'm like, we shouldn't be talking like this about this. <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't be this confusing. I'm so confused. <laughs> 
<laughs> what I'm, else you got here, Justin? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull the, uh, I'm gonna pull the sarcastic card and go. You could also just not talk about it and accept it as a movie. But here's the thing: as a space movie, here's with the rookies, thing. I, I will 100 percent accept that. I will 100 percent accept that. Except that they do things that are counter to that, where you're like, oh no, 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 this is how this works. It's like, yeah, but the, but but we just glossed over this. I will say, I will say this, uh, like having. Uh, in no way, shape, or form, done anything to this capacity. But having done some some filming, mm-hmm. uh, the choices that he had to make to fit everything in, there was going to be compromises. There's no way totally. that he could have. Because you look, you look at those little things like, well, how did the lightsaber get put back together? Well, why didn't we know about Leia? Well, why didn't like all these little things that adds up to another two hours? Mm-hmm. Like, so if you were to go through and you got to you got to 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 choose. Which ones that you're gonna expo- expand upon? Like, no, I disagree. I, a simple line of it, when when Leia says to to Ray, "Oh, you're gonna run the course." She's like, "Have you fi- have you finished rebuilding it?" Yeah. Okay, go. Done. Problem solved. Yeah, no, but see that would and I I say this with all due respect that would happen, and then you'd be at this table going. But how did she rebuild it? Like, See, no, I wouldn't. All, oh, I personally, disagree. personally, I would. Because here's the thing: I don't care how she built, how she rebuilt well, it. Well, then why can't you just assume that she rebuilt it? Because they made such a big deal about it breaking, and then it's just there. It's like that. Yeah, but that the, that act of it breaking didn't mean anything then. But by saying I rebuilt it, and or her just having it, you have the same amount of information. So why hearing the words "I rebuilt it"? Why does that satisfy? A, a an answer to such a impactful scene of it breaking, you're you're getting no more information by her saying I rebuilt it than you are just seeing it rebuilt. Well, I'm not trying to be difficult. No, I no, 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 I agree. I'm trying why. to figure, and I think it's because that lightsaber is a MacGuffin through most nine movies. Yeah, yeah, it seems to have some importance, <clears throat> and the fact that there's so many blue ones. <laughs> You're like, whose right. is that? Is it is it Anakin's? Is it? <laughs> I'm so mad. There, there's one. Oh, there's one red one with a with the cross guard. There's one green one that Luke made. There's, 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 not if you watch a prequel. Darth Maul's double ended one. You know? Darth Maul's double. So he's like, oh, I see you constructed your own lightsaber. Your training is very. Uh, your training far nearly long. complete. Right? Yeah, nearly complete. Oh, I <clears> nearly complete. Um, so. They, they, I made one and it's taupe. <laughs> <laughs> so l- little things like that, that they, that they did a really good job explaining before. Okay. They, they sort of dropped the ball on this time. I, okay. I, 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 I agree with you on that. But again, I, I think there are so many of those little things that again, one line of dialogue is not going to make, it's not going to change the entire understanding of that one thing. Like I, I think I, you, I, I think you would need to go further into I'm, it. I'm probably too deep, not probably. I'm too deep into Star Wars <laughs> because if it were like the Old Republic or like the prequels where there's Jedi everywhere and there's like oh, I picked it up from the clo- the supply closet <laughs> at the Jedi Temple. Yeah, you know the Lost and Found me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I reached yeah. it. Hey, anybody, uh, anybody lose a blue lightsaber? We got uh, some taupe ones. Fuck it, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Because that's a good point too. Because the Jedi are eradicated. Anything about Jedi, like because yeah, they're rare. Because again, to me, that scene was important. Because I'm like, does Rey know how to build it? Does she know how to build a new? That's one? That's a huge thing in, in the in the trilogy or the yeah. non, nonology. What's it called now? Yeah, the non-canon part of it is building your own lightsaber is huge. 
And then at the end of the movie, she builds her own and it's gold. I'm like, cool. So I guess she learned how to do that at some point. But it's less impactful because, again, at the end of Last Jedi, that's broken and she looks devastated. Distraught. Yeah. That was her weapon. And it's gone. And then we start the next movie and she's like, it's good. And I'm like, ah, it just lessens the impact of the previous movie. And I feel like a lot of Rise of the Skywalker just neutralizes The Last Jedi. It threw, it, threw, it, threw, it definitely threw some water on the flames of how impactful Going back Last to the Jedi. Ne- who, who raised heritages, the fact that in Last Jedi she was nobody was so powerful <clears throat> because it also, the very last scene of was Last a Jedi, kid. was a little kid using force powers to get a broom. Yeah. That sort of led the idea that... That's a Skywalker nephew. Oh, there we go. I'm sorry. He's a distant <laughs> cousin. Skywalkers, they get around. Yeah, right? So it leads you to believe that... Pipe. And again, <laughs> balance to the force, right? The force is existing. And I love the idea of the force bringing... Like, same thing with those stormtroopers, right? The force took an entire platoon of them, and it's like, no, and it's, it's having that effect. And so, but then by going back and being like, actually, she's a Palpatine, it's like, well, shit. Then why, that, uh, it just sort of undercuts everything that came before it. It just, it, it, I think the best way to say is it, it puts water on those flames. Yeah. It makes it less important, and to me, those are the things that stick with me where I'm like, well, then it makes me go back and be like, well, then what was the point of that? And what was the point of this? And what was the point of why? Why do we have those <clears throat> conversations? Right. If in the future we were just going to be like, well, actually, but I, 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 I honestly think a lot of that, and I don't disagree at all. I just think a lot of that too is the fact that J.J. Abrams had one. He was put in the. He they they sat him down. They said, you have one movie, fix everything. Mm. And like, like and, see, and, then, and I go to that person of, who said, fix it. I'm like, what's broken? That's not, what I would say sorry, to them. Not fix it. Tie up every loose end. Yeah. Make, make, bring it all together. Mm-hmm. Like to, to do that, JJ would need conservatively two or th- at least two or three more movies to to really like do, bring, do the justice that all the justice th- that we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I I think you got to look at it from like again, he didn't. First off, he was just like, here's my first here's my first entry, uh, Mr. Johnson. Have at it, and yeah. whoever comes after that, good luck. You know, and then they set him back down and said, "Okay, wrap <laughs> yeah. it all up and make it a little bit more traditional." And he's just like, "Cool." So here's this thing that we got. You know, yeah. yeah. From a filmmaking standpoint, I understand how it came to be, but from an audience member and from a storytelling perspective, it still doesn't excuse to me how it came out. I get it. What sure. I want to be—I didn't want to be JJ one or first or last one that he did. Sure. Fuck that shit. Sure. That's a huge responsibility. He's to fail. And I thought he did a good job setting things up yeah. in the Force Awakens yeah. and having to come back with everything. And you know what? And again, I put more of the blame on the executive side of it because they're like, "Oh my god, right. we have this new theme park. Yeah, we can't kill Chewbacca because there's a guy dressed as Chewbacca. We have a whole line of toys coming out. We can't even have Darth Vader anymore. We have to have Kylo Ren walking around. Like we can't, but he's dead. Oh god, what have we done? Guys, we paid 178 dollars for that Chewbacca costume. We need. <laughs> we need way more it's sweat the in there. Original 70s. It's like, God, this smells like weed. We bought-, <laughs> <laughs> bought it off eBay. Yeah. The fucking park bought it off eBay. So, like, from that perspective... Peter Mayhew hawked it for weed money. <laughs> you see, that's where I don't like Disney, is because that's where there's those corporate interests yeah, comes yeah. in, and I feel like that affects the storyline. Well, I think to your earlier point, too, is that I do think that Marvel has, in, in a sense, ruined this kind of thing for you because if Marvel hadn't been around, sure, we'd be critical of this. Would we be as critical if we hadn't seen it next to flawlessly executed with that series? You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think that, that is set. And 
one might argue, an unhealthy precedent for movies. Or for, for movies that I think to tie together. You make a good point, too, is that, you know, Star Wars is not known necessarily for killing off its characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, in that regard, it's like, but, you know, with Marvel, it's like, that's when you would see those things. You were like, holy shit. But that's what also led us to like Infinity, where we're all uh, of a sudden this stuff was happening. You're so like, I just, re- realization, in Return of the Jedi, they did start killing off people left and right. Mm. The Emperor, quote, died. Uh, Fuck you, Sam. Vader. Try again. Vader uh, dies. Um, uh, do do do. Um, wh- uh oh. Uh oh. No, no, keep going. I don't want to interrupt. So, you. so a couple other characters died to make that story final because they had no idea they were going to keep going. Right. They do- wanted to, but they didn't know if they ever would. Right. Right. Do the same thing here. It's totally fine to have Chewie die. Ha- have another Wookiee come in. Um, he's not really done that much to the story. I would love for to see him do more, uh, especially more than freaking C three PO. Kill him off. The <clears throat> give let Anthony Daniels retire. Come on. <laughs> Um, the, uh, uh, get R two D two to do something or have to go away. I don't know. But I mean, he he didn't do anything this time. Yeah, he was almost kind of had a backup for C three PO. Real quick, I want to talk about this. Also, what this movie and this trilogy douses on is Anakin and Darth Vader. Darth oh, Vader's sacrifice. One, one. Darth Vader's sacrifice at the end of Return of the Jedi is one hundred percent muted by the fact that the Emperor still survived. Yeah, the the original trilogy and the prequels were all about him being the chosen one. Yeah. His midichlorians are higher than Master Yoda's, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. And it's like, actually, Palpatine was alive the whole time. It's like, come on. Yeah, but without that sacrifice, could we have had the events that led us to this point? Well, then that would make me ask <laughs> the question is, are these sequels, were these sequels necessary? Are any movies necessary? I think they can, they can absolutely make that argument, and I don't think that these movies did. Welcome back to Coffee Music Talk with Justin <laughs> and Sam. And Doug! <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry for everyone. Doug, you're going to have to specifically go in and bring that part down. Okay. What's down? Is that a plus? Is that the plus part? Yeah, pu- if, yeah. when the line goes up, that's bringing it down. Okay, plus. Yep, plus. Okay. So, Justin, you liked other things about the movie because you've got a lot of notes there. Oh, no. Some of these are just regular, like, weekly mind gap notes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. My, this, oh. Is, this is it right here. Oh, oh I, was yeah, like, okay. I was like, damn, right dude. Right here, yep. What? This is other. This is a, a fake read for genies weenies. This is. <laughs> I forgot about that. This one just says the Witcher question mark. <laughs> this one is a head transplant. Link. Oh right, we never. Uh, this is that just one. general stuff. Okay. But yeah, my 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 notes are down here. Okay, um, so so would you agree that I think I think you and I are on the same page. Doug, maybe not as much. I think it's it's <laughs> maybe per, per, not as perfectly much. perfectly serviceable, perfectly good film. I liked it. The I, yeah, I liked it. And if there is fault to be had, because you said it's not flawless, if there is fault to be had, it's with any executives coming in and messing stuff up, giving their notes or whatever the case may be. Right. Coupled with real life issues, Carrie, um, messing with production. And they did the best job they could. And it could have been flawless, those things aside. um, But they did the best job they could. And it was, in my opinion, a solid B-plus yeah, of, I would, of a film, I would a hundred percent give it. I would, I would be more than comfortable giving it a B plus. Yeah, uh, and I, I also in the entire uh, seven, eight, nine, I just don't think that these movies were as bad as everyone says they are. Oh, well, I, I agree. That, for me, that's just I. Yeah, last time I said Last Jedi was tied for number one. Yeah, I, I, I still stand by it. There's parts that I would skip in it, but I, I applaud the bold choice mm-hmm. and the risks taken yeah. in that movie. And I also, in all of this, I blame the fans because I don't think the fans are capable 
of receiving that kind of risk. 100%. At all. I don't yeah, think so. they were capable of, like, everyone had their idea of who Luke Skywalker would be yeah. as this older guy. They didn't like it. Yeah. They didn't like that. All the name, everything that's going on with the females and stuff like that. There's diversity. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a universe, guys. It's a galaxy. <laughs> galaxy. There's a big galaxy. Right. Lando's not the only black guy. I'm sorry. Like, there's going to be more people out there. Get over it. Um, and I just, you know, I think that um, them not being able to un- accept that they wanted to be their Star Wars in their mind because nostalgia yeah. has them. Yeah. Nostalgia is like, oh, I remember how all these things they want it recreated in a new way. And it's always tough. To go through that again. Mm-hmm. So to that regard, I also blame a lot of the hardcore fans who are... Um, oh, and, totally. And the totally. racists and the assholes. The totally. message boards are going to light up on this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, my God, another podcast. Come at me, Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, setting up a sequel fake title. Throwdown! Woo! There it is. Yeah. There it is. It was going to go more elaborate, but... Yeah, we're, we're here. Yeah, we got trains to catch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I wanted to come up with a really like fun one for this one, sure. like something that we've seen and this and that. Something you said before we started rolling, I think, is the thing that needs to be a, a throwdown, which is the lightning from Palpatine's hands <laughs> versus the lightning from Thor's hammer. Oh, shit. I think that that is <laughs> so just... Is it, is it Thor versus Palpatine? Is that what it is? It's not Thor versus Palpatine. It's the lightning from Palpatine's <laughs> hands versus the lightning was, from Mjolnir. That was the original throwdown, wasn't it? <laughs> Thor versus Palpatine. No, uh, no, no, no. It was, uh, it was Luke versus... No, no, it was Vader versus... No, it was... <laughs> no, it was. Wait, I, I don't remember. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember. <laughs> it was Thanos versus Palpatine. Then we did Luke versus Thor. Cool. Yes. Yes. I All right. So that now it's more right. Mjolnir's lightning versus. <laughs> Unless you guys have a better one, because I'm I'm open to whatever. No, that's fine. Do you want to do Thor versus versus Palpatine? Mm. I feel like Palpatine wins, but no, that, no, we already did that one, and I was like, oh wait, we did. No, we did. Thanos versus Palpatine. Right. And then we did Thor versus Luke. Right. Full force Luke. Uh, um, what about... Uh, I'm trying to think. What about the Ewoks? All of the Ewoks. Every last one of them versus Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, considering... What about... <laughs> That's funny because I'm thinking of... What Rocket did to the Ravagers in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 as they approached him. Right. Now, if Rocket has time to set up. Oh, it's game over. With his technology and everything? Oh, yeah. I mean, guns and stuff. I mean, but to be fair, I mean, the Ewoks. He's got. Banded together and stopped the Stormtroopers, you know? Um, I'm trying to think of, like, uh, Kylo versus somebody. Because he. Because we were talking last time when this new episode came out that Kylo should be like the most terrifying force in the galaxy. Yeah. Where he was left off. Next to the Emperor, but yeah. Correct. So he was super trying to incite rage. (laughs) (laughs) It's working. Um, (laughs) um, Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. But no, where he was left off for sure. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. Mjolnir's lightning (laughs) is... As far as I understand, magical, also scientific, because it's just science we don't understand yet. Uh, what else? Um, what have we seen it do? So I haven't. So I have not watched uh, Mandalorian, but some people have said Kylo Ren versus Baby Yoda. 
Baby Yoda? Uh, no, I don't know. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Or no. we could do Kylo yeah. Ren versus Darth Maul. Yeah, we could Ooh. do that. Um, I, I think Kylo Ren because he's far. He's been training for almost as long, and you've seen him do explicitly more impressive things with the Force and lightsabers than Baby Yoda so far. Also, there's no rules to the Force. You can do whatever you want, which is also kind of hard to... Not if you follow a codified set of rules saying you can't. I mean, which uh, doesn't exist in the writing rooms for these movies. But <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. So, okay, so <laughs> why, Ma- don't do, Ma- why don't we Ma- do... Versus, yeah, Dar- uh, Kylo Ren versus Darth Maul. I still think... I think Maul. Really? Because really? I'm going to say Kylo. Because he's a trained assassin. Is he uh, an assassin? Yeah. Well, okay, let me put it this way. He's a trained... Duelist, gymnast. warrior, gymnast. Like, he, he he took on Obi-Wan and killed Qui-Gon. Um, yeah. Yeah, but Kylo Ren took on the Knights of Ren. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by You're the way, welcome. one of my favorite parts in that is when Kylo just shows up and shot, put forces a guy through the wall. I'm like, that's exactly what you do if you didn't have a fucking weapon. Right, You'd be like, yeah. fuck you! Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure why he didn't just go... Hurricane! Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're in a pit. You're right. in a pit. You're in a pit. But um, whatever. Um, so wasn't my fight. Wasn't my fight. Well, because I would also say this much to, to Sam's point with Darth Maul. Darth Maul is existing in a in a in a time when there's Jedi, well trained Jedi, everywhere. Yeah, like yeah. it exists yeah. all over the place. Whereas in Kylo Ren's time, there's the there's you know, so yeah. He was trained by Luke, though. Okay. Do you want to? Yeah. Pull, was, do you want to pull in canon? Information like from the Clone Wars with Darth Maul? Sure. Because they exist. So tell me. It's part of the canon. Yeah. He, um, no spoilers, he eventually challenged the... Spoilers? The leader... What have I not seen? The the Clone Wars? I'm never going to watch that. Yeah, okay. So he challenged challenged Mandalore, the leader of the Mandalorians, to a duel, killed him, became the leader of the Mandalorians for like a a moment or two uh, in the Clone Wars. But everyone like, could like tell. A sea, it, no, it's like a three-season arc. Right, but it's, everyone could tell because his horns came through his <laughs> helmet. So they were like, well, that's Darth Maul. <laughs> it's form-fitted. <laughs> right. and like, I'm a Mandalorian. We know who you are. No, Darth, you're not. All right. <laughs> and like those Mandalorians are like, like space Spartans born and bred for battle. That's all they live and breathe is battle. Okay. He challenged the best of them. Killed them. Quite handily, too. All right. All right. And... Throughout that show, you see him kill some top-level um, duelists, warriors. But you know he doesn't kill is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Cut in half. Who started training Luke, who was then finished training by Yoda, and then Luke trained Kylo Ren. Mm. For like six months. It was, well, summer, six it was months. summer camp. No, it, was it was summer. It was summer Jedi camp. summer camp. It was not. That was false <laughs> Jedi yeah, summer camp. Yeah, it was camp. years and years and years. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then who also then went and learned from, not only, he learned light side and dark side. Yeah. Right? So one could argue that he's got a, maybe a better understanding of the force capabilities. Yeah. That's true. He can but also interdimensionally say, pass things to someone else. True. I would say martial prowess I would guy. give to, to Darth Maul as far as lightsaber skills. His alacrity alone. His alacrity alone puts him above, like his, his he just, I think is at a different level than, than Kylo. Yeah. So, um, and I would say. Plus uh, Kylo, I feel like he, he kind of reminds me of like a linebacker. Like he's pretty big and bulky. Yeah, he's, he's, he, he's not that quick. Like yeah. you, you don't see him using speed. Uh, 
So in the in the, far, pre, in the in the Darth pre, is far more nimble. Nimble in the prequels, you see Obi Wan and Qui Gon be like those battle droids. Let's get out of here. Boop. They use the forces like haul ass down the hallway mm-hmm. like that. You don't see Kylo do anything like that mm-hmm. in the in these. So I don't yeah. know if he's not aware, can't do it. I don't know. Yeah, I think that there's just a general more. I think Darth Maul has access to more knowledge and more practice Martial than I think than sure. I think. Kylo does. Yeah. Than Kylo had. Yeah. And I think that gives him an edge. And Kylo especially is trying to live up to Vader, who was like this hulking, slow... Uh, um, he didn't need to move fast. Uh, glacier. Yeah. Like, you you can't stand up against it, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. and Because he's slow. Um, and he tried to mimic that to, as best he could. So I, I, I don't think he could stand up to... Yeah, Maul. I think Darth Maul would win. Darth Maul? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, you know what? Because you're so smart, both of you... He does well for the win! Woo! Am I gonna have to bring his down too? I yell. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm the only one that can be. On mic. <laughs> I yell off mic, Doug. I yell off mic. I'm a I professional. Don't. I try. I, in my mind, I am, but I, I'm just like aiming no, no, slightly the, above. The thing is, you are. Uh-huh. It's just you. You have such powerful I have, lungs. I have a superpower. You have force lungs. I have. Woo! I'm loud. It's my worthless superpower. <laughs> you can scare off bears. Mm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not gonna try that out. Um, that was fun, and I, honestly, that was a great, oh, a great discussion. Yeah. This, this can obviously um, raise blood pressure amongst people, and I think what is great is having these kinds of discussions to talk about what we liked and what we didn't, and remembering that you know, um, it, it, these are just movies. At the end of the day, it's, and it's, it's entertainment, yeah. and it's unfortunate how toxic and how easy it is to fall to the dark side of these conversations. Mm. And give into that where it's like throat bearded butt fuckers, um, and I don't. And I'm glad we didn't do that. So yeah. thank you guys for. And not only that, just get, to get that perspective of stuff. Like I loved it when we walked out, and Jill was like, "I loved it. I loved it." Yeah. See, she goes, so, "I kept waiting for it to be bad," and she goes, "And I never saw from it." From that angle, from like the lightest casual fan to like moderate fans, yeah. they they knock it out of the park. 100. percent Yeah. And and Dad, Jill just be <clears> like, <throat> "I loved it," and I was like, "God bless you for not having the baggage that I do." Yeah, the, uh, to, to, to be like, she's like, I don't remember any of those other movies. I'm like, good for you. You can just sit back and, and just be like, cool. That was enjoyable. I, like, I've, God, actually, that's awesome. I've actually come to peace with my nostalgia for it. I'm like, that's where I'm like, yeah, kill off Chewie. Yeah, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it really did come down to the, like the cinematic or artistic choices by the uh, writers or the ones that were approved by executives. Mm-hmm. And I right. feel like <clears throat> that the legitimate storytelling. Like, the, yeah, the, I think yeah, yeah. I, I feel like. From from a, a cinem- cinematic point of view, that's where yeah. it, it didn't sit right. And the maybe as a kid I wouldn't see it, but as an adult, I'm like they're obviously keeping that little droid in there just to sell toys. That mm-hmm. little green, oh, green white one, yeah. 100%. I'm like, Ugh, that's gross. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't need sell sell the ones that are actually in the story, not like Poe and Ray. You know stuff like that. Well, it's the same Burr. reason they made those what are the pog ones or whatever the fuck those little porgs porgs. Yeah. Well, that's actually not why they made them. Oh yeah, those that island was infested with actual little birds, and so they CGI'd those porgs on top of them because yeah. they couldn't get them out. Yeah, oh, the they were that, everywhere. Yeah, something. they were yeah. puffins. Yeah, yeah. so right, they're well, like they were like they're like fuck. They're in there. I'm like, well, let's put something else on top of it. And that's the porch report. Yeah, all right, and Not it worked well. out. That was a happy little accident. How are we gonna pay for all the CGI? Make them into toys. Right. <laughs> Done. Done. Actually, that's not a bad move. That's, yeah. a, I, that's I a smart that executive yeah. choice. That is a smart executive choice. No, I agree with you in the sense that like it's. Uh, it, it is easy to get like really like infuriated and, and people take to the message boards and it's a, it was fun. It's a movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, I agree. Um, I had something else to say. It's about a movie Jill, on three. 
One, two, three. It's, it's a movie! I made sure to really that face that fantastic. way. Thank you. See, yes. I had to look all the way away. And that's how it worked. <laughs> how it worked. Uh, Sam, thanks so much for being here as always. Oh, thank you. Your, uh, Love being here. Your Star Wars prowess Love. and everything like Love that. Love you. Oh, thanks, bud. And Love you. you. And you. Yeah. Uh, Sam, what uh, what's out there that you'd recommend? Two things. Yes. Chris and Matt show, self-aware. Oh. Nice. February. Number two. That's number one. Number two. Uh, the Mandalorian, Disney Plus, get it. Um, it is, if you like spaghetti westerns, you will absolutely love it. If you like the more nitty gritty, realistic uh, side of Star Wars, you will absolutely love it. Um, and if you just like good, good, solid storytelling by people who appreciate it, um, by made um, made by fans for fans. Versus made by executives for fans. Because mm-hmm. um, John Favreau, if you don't know, he, he did Iron Man 1. That was absolutely fantastic. He was a huge fan. He's doing this one as well. He had a big... He played Mandalore in the uh, Clone Wars. Um, oh. Yeah, so he's steeped in the Mandalorian history and storytelling in Star Wars. And he's a huge fan. And he just crushed it, in my opinion. Absolutely crushed it. Everybody nice. involved. So, yeah. Chris and Matt Show, Mandalorian. Nice. Justin, mm-hmm. what do you got? Uh, two movies um, besides this one. Uh, the, pe- <laughs> <laughs> the Peanut Butter Falcon, uh, which is the Shia LaBeouf, uh, Dakota oh, Johnson right. um, uh, vehicle. Um, okay. That was was amazing. And then Little Women. Go see that movie. I've heard good things. Both of these movies, uh, again, I, I, I sent a tweet out about it, but both of these movies reminded me why I got into filmmaking. Like, That's They're so cool. just That's awesome. beautiful, beautiful movies. Um, go see them. I can't That's speak highly hear. enough. That's yeah. great. That's nice. Um, I'm going to be the asshole at the table that's going to recommend The Witcher. Um, I just finished it. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, Why does it make you the asshole? Uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like it doesn't... It's something where uh, if you watch it, it doesn't hold your hand. And it's for, it's flawed in that way. But I highly recommend it. It's 80 episodes. It's on Netflix. stories. Henry Cavill as Geralt the Witcher. It's really well done. Highly recommend it. Um, and hopefully uh, we will do an, an episode on that. I think that's soon, coming, yeah. Which would be very, very fun. So, cool. Uh, gang, <laughs> thank you all for listening. Thank you for Twitch and the people who are on Twitch, specifically Twitch Incorporated. Um, <laughs> uh, don't forget to check us out on all our social medias at Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Look for us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Podcast, where we stream, I said almost, I almost said Twitch, where we stream <laughs> every week our live episodes. You can interact with us, chat with us, listen to what's going on, and also check out our YouTube channel where we post our episodes uh, and everything like that. Justin also exists ex- uh, transcendentally. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it while you're in the online realm. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher. Spotify. And Google Podcasts, wherever you can find listen to podcasts. And then while you're there, uh, subscribe to us, like us, share us around. Do all the things that we uh, we ask you to do every week, specifically sharing us around. Let, let family members know. Uh, did they like the movie? Did they not? Tell them to listen to us, and we'll change your opinion, probably. And then uh, two east com slash mindgap and two east eighth. Uh, just keep an uh, eye on all of our two east eighth uh, social presences. Also, be sure to follow Sam on Facebook. Yep. Um, he's very very <laughs> active on there. Look for him and add yep. him as a friend. And Sam K O C H. He might accept it. Yep. Yeah, he might he might add you as a friend. He's he's on a tear right now. Yeah, <laughs> total. Yep. Uh, Twitch. Thank you for listening. Uh, podcast listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, Sam, thank you. Thank you. Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Awesome. And we'll see you guys next week. Happy New Year! Woo! 2020! Mind Gap Podcast.